0: leaf and barrel podcast my name is scott my name is tim and my name is john how you guys doing today
1: oh well, you know uh it's hard to complain i had whiskey i had a cigar hung out with my boys eh.
0: it was nice i actually had people in my garage smoking with me yes, it's it, been a while we went on a bit of a hiatus there with the holiday season and yeah the last two and- months of the year are
1: kind of tough between uh hunting and uh, holidays it's it can be a little difficult to get those schedules figured out but we think we have a new schedule and we can get more regular content out
2: to you fine folks in the future here that, finally that just means you guys are going to be coming over and smoking more of my cigars doesn't it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah that's huh. where you fucked up
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so uh so john what were we uh, smoking
2: tonight? We were smoking a Cohiba Red Dot. It's from the Dominican Republic. Um, overall, I would say it was a fairly medium cigar. Uh, it was about six and a half inches long with the ring size probably right around a 48 to a 50. I don't have the exact measurements in front of me, but it was a, a pretty good, decent size, average size cigar. All right, all right. And normally, Tim, I would default to you for this
0: question as far as what we were drinking tonight for whiskey. Yeah, but uh, this week you actually
1: brought forward the uh, the drinkable, which is a little strange, but uh, I wasn't super upset with it. It was yeah, an the, interesting the choice. Yeah, the
2: non-whiskey drinker brought us a whiskey, and it was a good whiskey. I contributed very little, except for my <laughs> shining personality.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, so why do we have Tim again with I us tonight? Know. We could have just did it without him. It's Ooh. a question I ask myself every day. Yeah. Uh, yes. So this week I actually brought the whiskey. I didn't drink it because i'm just not a whiskey person but i brought uh into whiskey and uh it's metallica's whiskey that they're backing right now and uh yeah it Wanted... was one of those things where my local uh liquor store that's the word <laughs> yeah. you got it my you... local liquor store had, had guys posted... we're doing it live we'll get to it don't worry my local liquor store had posted something about it and i i had read it about the whiskey back in, I think it was June or something like that. That, that it sounds came out. right. I think that's when they did their initial, like a uh, little presser about it. Yeah. And I had heard about it. I was like, well, that would be interesting. And, and when they came forward and said, hey, we have some bottles in, I, I actually went down there that day and, and picked one up and it was a it was a really cool presentation with the bottle.
1: Oh, the, it it is a beautiful bottle. And I just want to point out real quick that somebody forgot to fucking silence their phone. I heard that All <laughs> All right, real professional bullshit going on here. Uh but yeah, they uh they did something in summer of last year here where they talked about uh putting out a new custom kind of whiskey. Uh and it was a very interesting process. Like I'll let Scott go into it a little bit more in depth, but they uh they talked about blasting whiskey with sound and huh. I definitely said Scott that I wanted to do. Scott doesn't know anything yeah. about
2: whiskey or sound, so we're going to default to... No, uh,
1: he had so, to pull up his notes real
0: quick. Yeah, Again, yeah, yeah. real
1: professional bullshit going on. So to... <laughs> it, is,
0: it is a blended whiskey. It's a blend yep. of, of rye, bourbon, and American-style whiskeys. That makes sense. Um, it's put out by Sweet Amber Distilling Company. Okay. What else do they do? Anything, or is it just blacked right now? I don't know. Okay. We can look um, into that later. But it was, uh, it was put out... Uh, by the master distiller.
1: Wow, well, he I works for. Or he used to work for Whistle Pig. Uh, he currently works for Whistle Pig.
0: Oh, is that what? It, okay. Uh, he used to work. F- wow, what? He's the master distiller, and he worked for Maker's Mark for seventeen years, and he's currently oh, okay, the master that's what, distiller for that's what it Pig. Is. Yep.
1: Um, and of course, those of you that uh, know about whiskey, Maker's Mark is not a bad choice. Basically, ever no.
0: But the story behind it is uh, they got together with this Dave Pickerel, who, like I said, is is the master distiller, yep. to make this whiskey. Uh, it is blended, and then it's put in uh, black brandy barrels. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense, actually, with uh, That's what we had some tasted. That's where getting that yep. you got from it, yeah. Uh, and then... But what's the key ingredient to this whiskey? Sound. So it's put in these barrels... And then it is
1: subjected. For those of you watching at home, John and I are
0: quietly chuckling to ourselves because what an asinine statement. Yeah, it is put put in these barrels and it is then subjected for between 12 and 20 weeks of low frequency sound. And of course that sound is Metallica music. Why not, right? Yeah. uh, If you're going to do it, brand it all the way home. (laughs) That's right. So they come in batches. No John Denver here. (laughs) They come in batches, and each batch is only 5,000 bottles, and each batch is subjected to- Oh, they're only 5,000? Yes. That's
1: that's disappointing. (laughs) That's actually really surprising, especially for the price point that they're at. That definitely tells me that it's a collector style. And They just, it's priced really, really friendly to most Mm -hmm. people. That's uh, about $40 here in Wisconsin uh, for a 750, and that's- that's not a bad price to be paying for that much liquor.
0: No. Nope. Yeah, so e- each batch is only, like I said, 5,000 bottles, and uh, they each have their own specific playlist picked out by the members of Metallica. Okay, okay. Who did the... Uh, we did what? Batch 81? We No, Batch 81 was their first one, Okay. And okay. because that was the year Metallica came out. Oh, cute, It was cute. 81, so... Real know, adorable. They, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we actually did Batch 84. Okay, okay. Uh, which was... Picked by Kurt Hammett. Okay. So this the the set or the set list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the playlist was picked by Kurt Hammett, and they include the songs "Eye of the Beholder," "Battery," "The Four Horsemen," of course "Whiskey in the Jar." It's a solid choice. "Lords of Summer," "Of Wolf and Man," "Here Comes Revenge," and "Devil's Dance." Okay. Yep. So this set list was only eight batch eighty one I believe was like thirteen songs. Okay. Okay. Uh, but after the first batch, batch eighty-one, they've been like around eight songs for the playlist. So. Yeah,
1: for the uh, for the worst, uh, the first one I believe you mentioned that all of the members picked uh, songs for Correct. that. Correct. They one. all got together Versus for that first batch. With the rest of these batches, it seems like each person
0: is selecting their own yep. individual playlist. They're kind of going on like a rotation. Yeah. So, but surprisingly, this is the first batch that has whiskey in the jar. You know, as long as one of them
1: did, because it would have been a real oversight to not include whiskey in the jar. In a whiskey production scheme. It's also cute that you think that that makes a difference.
0: Uh, and like Ugh. I said, each playlist they do have available on Spotify yeah, yeah. or on Apple Music.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, if you're going to do it, brand it all the way yeah, home. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Might as well. So, uh, I, I think, it, uh, like, personally, I think it's a load of bullshit, uh, you know, because uh, it's sound. Um, but I think it's an interesting concept. The idea that like low tone frequencies could cause some kind of vibration to cause the molecules uh, in the whiskey to interact with the barrel. I think like there might actually be some kind of scientific basis to that because anytime you get things to jostle together, maybe it causes more aeration or something. I was going to
0: say it's going to cause a little more interaction at least,
1: like, I would think. M- you would think, I I think it's a, a giant load of
0: bullshit, but uh, not I, necessarily. I, I, I mean, think the core concept probably stands. You stir things together stands. to react more. So I mean yeah. vibration is gonna cause it to mix up and
2: But the idea that you're gonna get a different vibration off of the different sounds in order to actually taste something different. Well is. well that's the thing, is I don't think
0: it's gonna cause any changes in flavor because you're belting it with
1: different sound waves. Right. And that's that's another thing, is like if you just break it down to sound waves, it says like low low level noise or whatever the call whatever the fuck they call it, like noises it is at different hertz. Yep. And if you're only using the low bands it doesn't matter what songs you're playing; you're only playing 100 hertz to 150, you know, or whatever that range honestly, is. Honestly, if
2: you if you take the whiskey home from the grocery store or your local liquor store and you have your radio on, you've just destroyed that whiskey, <laughs> right?
0: But yeah, that's the other thing. Like low level hertz, it's going to cause bigger vibrations. Like, like I said, feel like the the higher waves would actually cause a more.
1: I think I think that there might be some sort of ground in sci- in science here. I think that like. The core concept isn't entirely bullshit. I feel like it this, just feels bullshit. Uh, I feel like this being a Metallica thing is branding. I don't think that yes. I don't think that whatever they did wasn't was
0: scientific enough. Oh no, no, they're just like, hey guys, we're like Metallica. Whiskey, yeah, this 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 whiskey was belted with our music. Yeah, so here, come by. You're our fan.
1: You also like whiskey. This is both in one. Come enjoy it. And like that's I, that's fine. You know, I'm not here to judge them for that. You know, you do what you're going to do, Metallica. Is fantastic at making Metallica things. They've yes. been around for a, a couple of years, <laughs> right? They've been doing their thing for a few months. The, they're up and comers, they're new risers, you know, and they've really just found a way to ingratiate themselves in this new media world. And, you know, I just, I'm impressed to see such young upstarts really make a change in the way things are operating. So I think. It's cool that they're trying this kind of stuff.
0: I just, I'm not sold on its veracity. I mean, and for a future episode, they're coming out with a Metallica beer. Oh.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't want shaken beer. No, I don't, I don't think it's going to be belted with Metallica's, like, sound, but. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm willing to try it. They are together and. Right. Worst comes to worst, I try a beer. Oh, no. Right? Right? <laughs> oh, no, I had to drink a beer? Damn. Life sucks.
1: Yeah, real fucking tough. The thing we, the podcasting is the hardest thing any human can do. Oh no!
0: <laughs> uh, but John, what, what was your uh, your initial take on the on the whiskey?
2: Um. So I was kind of surprised at how much I actually enjoyed the whiskey because I thought I was going to be overpriced because you're paying for the name of Metallica and not getting not going to get a very good whiskey, especially when you said the price point of what you paid for.
0: It. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was I think it, I think I paid forty three dollars for it.
2: Yeah. So typically, um, you know, again, I was expecting something very cheap, very harsh, and it was the exact opposite. It was uh, very smooth. Very, it was a very sweet whiskey um, and very floral. Um, so right. if you've never had a whiskey before. I would highly recommend this whiskey to anyone because you could just get in, have a sip of it, and say, hmm, I could do this.
1: Yeah, I think this like that's a really solid point to make. This actually just makes a decent starter whiskey because it doesn't have the really harsh notes that most whiskeys do uh, of the more oaky, smoky kind of flavors. Mm-hmm. It is a sweeter thing. It was fruity. It was flowery. And that's not bad. It's unique. Because uh, there aren't a lot of whiskeys that do that, generally speaking, and it is a really nice way to kind of step into really analyzing different whiskeys, especially if you're not super familiar with them and if you're not super big on whiskeys. It's like John said, like I'm just just backing up John. Like it's he makes a solid point. It's a good starter whiskey, and I think it offers enough even for people that really enjoy whiskey to be like, hey, this
2: is different. And it's the flavor profile is very easy to pull out individual things, so you can start to get, yeah. get a good grasp of what, what am I looking for in a drink. Yeah, it is not I, a complex whiskey. No.
0: Yeah, there's some of the <laughs> and, other reviews I, I have read from other people, because I did that, do a little research on it. And a lot of people said, hey, this is a really decent sipping whiskey if you're new to sipping whiskey.
1: Yeah, and I don't don't want to make it sound like it not being complex is a bad thing, because it's not. It's just, it is what it is. It is a simple and very straightforward whiskey. You are getting what you are getting, and it is not hard to know what you're getting. Nope. Light switch, it's
0: easy. On, off. Yeah.
2: But they're really nice to have.
1: Yeah, they're pretty fucking useful.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's nice to just revert back to simplicity once in a while. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%, John. So, Scott, you didn't join us for the whiskey that you brought. So, that also, made me a little leery of trying the whiskey, but I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> right? The man brings a whiskey and then doesn't drink anything. You hey, guys, isn't? here's
2: a dish that I it's, just cooked up. Do you hey, want to have some? At no. At least oh. it was sealed when we got
1: it. Yes. We know there was no tampering. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had that going for us.
0: I mean, so far, if you think about it, I'm running 100% right now because I brought a cigar. It was a decent cigar. I brought a whiskey. It's been a decent whiskey.
1: Listen, we're not here for your facts
2: or knowledge, all right? We're going to present the way we see it. We also told you to start off with an Aero Fuente. You brought, an, you brought us an Aero Fuente, so that's kind of hard. You didn't really go outside of what we recommended. Shit. You just brought us a different cigar that a particularly good company makes. So yeah, that's shit like saying, bag. hey, I bet 100% a T-ball. Congratulations! Well, you didn't I strike didn't even out. I do that good at T-ball. Oh, God, so. <laughs> right? <Neither, no. laughs> Hand-eye coordination just ain't there. <laughs> but Scott, you joined us for a cigar, which was uh, enjoyable because it's always it's always nice to get someone smoking a cigar who normally doesn't. So, what were yep. your impressions of the cigar?
0: It was a very light cigar. Uh, I, I thought it had a heavy smoke, but as far as like the flavors go, it wasn't overpowering. It was very nice and light. Uh, it didn't have super strong flavors to it. It was enjoyable. Like I said, I since I don't smoke them very often, I don't have the pretty much all of them I've smoked have been on the mild end. So I don't have experience with the full bodied cigars. It, it was it was nice and light. It uh, as far as flavors go, it was uh, not a whole lot on the pepper, but it, it had a little bit of green pepper and uh, some light nuttiness to it. Yeah, it wasn't. It was spicy. It wasn't. The, nutty, the it nuttiness wasn't. took a background, mm-hmm. yeah, which absolutely. is really weird for me because the inexperience. I'm used to that nut being so far present.
1: No, it's a really common thing. That, like, nut is just kind of a strong flavor in general because it's, it's a very uh, present kind of flavor. It, it's, it's dominant. Yeah, exactly. So like, the idea that you're pulling nut out of most cigars, that just makes sense. Yeah, like, That's it, a it, really common thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took took a back seat on this one. Yeah. And it was kind of nice to have other flavors that were up front.
1: Yeah, no, I again I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Like uh, it was a really easy smoke. It was a mild, I don't even know that I'd call it a medium. Like, it was... Mm, not really. Yeah, it was a real easy smoke. The smoke was nice. You know, it was a... When I got a, when I finally got to a good draw, because I was having some issues initially, which wasn't a problem. They're all hand-rolled, so you'll notice that some are more tightly packed. And, you know, these things happen. That's okay. You know, we've shared tips before, but, like, if it's tightly packed, roll it between your fingers and lo- like with a little yeah, bit of pressure or finger yep try and pre- uh, add a little pressure it'll try and like <laughs> loosen up some of the leaf and make it a little easier to smoke and i got to that point and the smoke was full but it wasn't heavy like it right. smoked well but it wasn't a thick smoke um and the flavors yeah the nut kind of sat in the back there was a little bit of green pepper initially mm-hmm. um and then also just like a green taste like yes the stem of a flower None of them were overpowering. They all kind of sat together, and that's about what it did. There was I didn't notice any pepper itself, like no. black pepper or
0: anything. Uh, yeah, in that no, the, the pepper wasn't there.
2: there was before. no black pepper, and I would say even the green pepper, it was gone by the after the first third of the cigar. Yeah, there was a lot of the green pepper. I was like, oh, that's a little surprising. It gave you a little, a little, little bit of a punch in the beginning. Yep. Like, oh, okay, that's a unique flavor. Um, and then it kind of died away. And I agree with you. The the green stemmy plant taste uh then it almost turned turned into a woodsy flavor for the last two-thirds of the cigar Yep. so not much of a flavor profile change throughout smoking the cigar but again um, they were
0: subtle changes yeah yeah
2: there
1: wasn't a journey at all no there was just little things that altered throughout the thing you kind of knew what you were getting from the beginning and it just you got the same thing all the way through just slightly differently Mm -hmm. and that's fine
2: um, I will say though the the, uh, the burning of the cigars, uh, all three of us had no issues whatsoever. None of us had any tunneling issues or any canoeing issues in our cigar. No, the construction was fantastic. Yeah, so it was great. And the, the cigar before you lit it up, even it looked beautiful. So yeah. it, it was a very well constructed cigar. And what so. was the
1: uh, what was the wrap on this one? Was this a Maduro or?
2: Uh, it, was, it was darker than Connecticut. Yeah, right? but it's one well, that's between Connecticut and Maduro. And I okay, no, I don't. I it, yeah. don't have it in. I don't in know front of of me right either, now. But so. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend to... I didn't to.
1: think it was as dark as a Maduro. No,
2: it definitely was not. Yeah. And, and typically with the Maduro, you are going to get a more um, fuller body taste just from the wrapper. You're going to yeah. get more coffee flavors, more chocolatey flavors. Yeah. Um, we didn't get any of that with this cigar. No, God, no. Yeah, I didn't think it was Maduro, but think no. like, yeah.
0: So so what did you think about the uh, the combination of the whiskey and the cigar? You know, it's really was tough. any interaction?
1: Like, that's really tough because like there wasn't, uh, at least I didn't think so necessarily... There was maybe a little bit where it toned um, some of the green pepper down a little. Yep. Uh, But other than that, it stayed a very green and sort of nutty cigar. And the whiskey was already very sweet. And usually, in any of our whiskeys that we've had, cigars will tend to make them sweeter because a whiskey will, or a cigar will take away some of the oakiness and nuttiness that a whiskey will have. So you'll notice the more sweet flavors, more readily. But it was almost alri- already a very floral and fruity whiskey, so it didn't feel like it kind of played backwards at all. And
0: see so right. that actually almost worried me a bit when you first, when you guys took your initial sip and you're like, this is very floral, very sweet, you know, the the hints of apricot and stuff like that. I was like, ooh, with the cigar, like, we've had a couple that were a sweeter whiskey, and it almost turned to like, a simple syrup sweet. That is a worry. I was was worried that that could have happened.
2: I think what really helped is, you know, when we described the whiskey, we all said, or Tim and I said that it was a floral whiskey. And then when we described the cigar, it was like, all right, there was a little bit of green pepper in the beginning, and then it changed into like a green stemmy and then a woodsy taste. So really you're combining a floral whiskey with almost a floral cigar. Um, Yeah. I I say floral cigar very loosely in the fact that it did have that that greeny,
1: yeah, it wasn't taste like to it.
2: it wasn't like the petals or the, right. the smell of rose or any of those things. It was the
1: stem of the plant, mm-hmm.
2: you know. And be, because I think we were combining two things that were you know more Similar
0: and yet far enough apart.
2: Yeah, they didn't necessarily take anything away from each other, and it stayed the same. But yeah, it definitely did not turn into a super sweet whiskey, which I was looking forward to. Uh, we're not – I'm glad that that change did not occur. That's what you were
0: expecting. Yeah.
2: Um, I think if he did a more full, full-bodied cigar, that might have that might happened. Happen, yeah. yeah. That actually is a
1: really good point and that's something we should probably watch out if we go to have another day of this uh, with
2: whatever we smoke next because that is – that's a concern. I, I got to say with – so I'm trying this new – Key, well, new for me the keto diet, but I can drink as much whiskey as I want. So I, there's no guarantees. I can't eat carbs anymore. I can't eat my toast in the morning. I don't get mashed potatoes anymore, but I can drink as much whiskey as I want. So it, it actually gets to the point where you can really see really it in care his if eyes. I'm not eating potatoes. So I'm I got whiskey, so all, all is good. So we might need another bottle next week, boys. Is That's what i'm fine. Saying. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you
1: can really see the keto
2: in his eyes. It looks a bit like jaundice. I was going to say, is, is it
1: yellow? Is that is that yes. what it's
2: supposed to look like? Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I agree with that just 100%. It it's a they they didn't fight each other. Uh, they didn't necessarily add to each other. They worked well together still. Yes. Like they didn't enhance one another, but they paired well, right? They they kind of played off one another a little bit in kind of rounding out
0: the whole plant experience. Mhm. All right, all right. I mean, maybe one of these days, if I'm getting ballsy, maybe I'll just—I will have to try the a whiskey. full body and a
2: hunter proof whiskey. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: we'll
2: have to. Uh, if if you ever want, I to said try, ballsy. I'm not going skydiving. Now. <laughs> if you if you really want to go ballsy, we'll give you some Maker's Marks and some 858s, which we have not done on this podcast. No, but we haven't. We that was probably one of our best experiences, yeah, by far. So yeah. we'll have to we'll have to do that sometime. That's a really that was good before compo. me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This was. Back at the old place when we was just All two right. guys sitting on a porch saying, hey, we should do a podcast. Ah. And now here we are. Okay. Three guys doing a podcast. <laughs> <used it> later. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, you, Scott, actually brought beer. What a shocker. Right right? right, right, right. Like fucking miracle of miracles, our boy brought beer. Uh, what did you bring in today?
0: I brought a Willow Street Brewery again. Uh, okay. They yeah. also made the shitty light beer. Oh, oh, that's the same people that, the shidu- same people that make oh, the Shady light beer. Oh, yes. uh, and
1: fucking fantastic. Yes.
0: Shady I Light brought, beer was real good. I brought the the 17 up. Okay. It's a sour goes beer. G O S E. Okay, yep. Uh it was all right. My one of my buddies that I work with. It's one of his <laughs> favorite beers. Like he likes sour beers as well.
1: Yeah, you I, I try to sip of that. And like I just I struggle calling it a sour beer cuz it doesn't hit sour. The it's, same way that most sour beers do. It's a lot different compared like, to, like, the Burlinger Weiss. Like, this, it's this not one, hit, well, yeah, this one hits sour, like, on the front of the tongue, where, like, most sour beers kind of, like, are sour all the, hit the way through. at the back, usually. Like, yeah, like, sour beers are just usually just sour kind of all the way through. But this one was, like, you took a sip of it, and it was a little sour up front, and that was about it, and then it was a beer
0: yeah it, it did have more of like a beer flavor than a lot of the other sour beers i've drank um it wasn't bad though do you happen to
1: know what a goes beer is i do not well, i just look that bad boy that's up. the beer that gozer drinks shit uh oh there is no dana right that is the same movie isn't it gozer dana yeah. zul yeah. yeah yeah man hey those, those callbacks Hey, no, that's going to tie into something I want to talk about. All right, well, we'll certainly get to that. Uh, so a goes is a top-fermented beer that originated in Gosler, Germany. It is usually brewed with at least 50% of the grain bill being malted wheat.
2: All right, all right. So
1: that's interesting. So it's still kind of a weedy beer, which yep. makes sense because most sours, I think, are typically wheat beers. I know less about beers in general, but it seems to me that most sours seem to use the wheat as a platform.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's pretty accurate. Uh, whereas most of the other sour beers I did were more of a tart. This was more yeah. of like a, a citrusy sour. It wasn't so... Hmm. It, it was kind of like they took a beer and then added some lemon-lime flavors to it.
2: So they took a beer and they added 7-Up.
0: I mean, that kind of goes with the name 17-Up.
2: Yep. yep. But yeah, that right.
0: kind of seems like what they did.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what it tasted like. It was, like, it was an alcoholic 7-Up. <laughs> hmm. with,
0: with a beer flavor. Which
1: wasn't end. bad, yeah, uh, I mean, but it, it was not what I was
0: expecting all. out of a sour beer. No, it, it wasn't what I expected. I actually tried it. I have to admit, I tried it the other day. I had a couple of shower beers the other day. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's one of the best kinds of beer, let's yeah. be honest. A it, good, sh- good cold shower beer Let's go. Oh, that's great.
0: If you've never done it, give it a try. It's a thing. Don't think it's not a thing. Right. You know what? And even if somebody tells you it's not, don't let, just live your best life. Have a shower beer. You don't beer. need that kind of negativity in your life. Right. Fire them. <laughs> uh, but I, I had them <laughs> as, as a couple of shower beers the other day. And uh, I went in with a certain mindset. And like I said, it it didn't meet that mindset. I can see that. But it was still good. It is good in its own aspect.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly would drink that beer. You know, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't... If somebody handed me a 17 up, I wouldn't I wouldn't turn it down. You know, like... Have I, you ever turned down a beer? Uh, let's yes. not listen about details, all right? All right, this is hypothetical. This is like... This is philosophy now, all right? We're hitting the deep shit. Like, I understand that free beer is the best beer, but really if you hate a beer don't drink it even if it's free hope when i w- hope when i want your input
2: we'll ask for it okay all right i think she might be a little upset that we didn't get her any beer or whiskey i appreciate having you here as a but guest she's, star she's only one a little young How for old beer is yet. In cat Years. i have no idea um but,
0: but it yeah. was good i i uh i i wouldn't put it as one of my all-time favorites Okay, as even I can see that. Even in the sour beer ranking. Like, I, I don't think I would put it as one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. But it, it was good. Like like you said, if someone handed me one, absolutely. you know, I, I
1: might I, even be happy about drinking it, I would, if we're being
0: honest. I would even go out and buy it again. You know, if I'm going to an event, go and pick up a six-pack of it. You know, sure. I have no issue doing that. Yep. And, and so, so far, you know, I've enjoyed so anything that I've taken or that I've drank from Willow Street Brewery.
1: They seem like they know what they're doing. So... I mean, and they are out of Wisconsin. Uh, we do know how to do beer. It's one of our things. You know, welcome to being a German state.
0: But I will say, it did not pair that great with the cigar.
2: I I would imagine most sour beers aren't going to pair well, at least with the traditional hand-rolled cigar. No, it, just, it didn't go great. Uh, maybe if you wanted to go with a fruity cigar, like something like with a Swisher Sweet, Maybe you could do something with that, but it's not, not the type of Fool's cigars. Yet. We can't
0: do that episode. It,
2: it's that, that's true, but
1: I oh. hope you're ready for that because that's fucking happening. We're doing forties of old English and <laughs> Swisher sweets. <laughs> okay. Nobody, I, no, nobody's no, no, no. going to be happy. I
0: thought, I thought we were doing Kessler and Swishers.
1: That might be worse. But but, all and right, Cokes. Yeah.
0: it was Kessler and Cokes and well, Swishers.
1: All right, done. That's what we're doing. Uh, so I understand that uh, Gozer was a was a keyword that we were
2: going to tease something off of here yes so um i believe it came out on monday or maybe even friday of last week a new trailer for a new movie just dropped it was a teaser trailer it's about a minute and 10 seconds long okay for a third ghostbusters film and i say third because it is actually going to be a follow-up from the original first two Ghostbusters. I have heard about that. So there's not oh. a whole there's not a whole lot in the trailer, uh, but it, it's um, you, you can check it out on YouTube. Again, it's a really short clip, but it's basically like a cabin in the woods. And you see these lights coming off and it has a very distinctive flash from a uh, proton pack. And they have the original music from when they were in the library. Yeah. And uh, it's building – the music is building and crescendoing and you go inside of like a a barn and the original Ecto-1 car is in there and it's covered up and of course the wind – flips back the flap, and you just see the, the tailgate yeah, of yeah. the car. A yeah, very distinctive tailgate. <laughs> yes, and it says that coming out 2020, something like that. So, great. So, you start diving into this and doing a little bit more research, and it was actually um, uh, Dan Aykroyd actually is, has his hands in, in it because he had his uh, hands in the first two Ghostbusters, and the original director and producer, Uh, And his sons are actually going to be doing this. Really? So, yes. And they said it is going to um, follow up the second movie. Now, obviously, you know, we've lost some of the original cast members. um, And they're not going to have the original, you know, four or three Ghostbusters in it. But from what we've been released from the script, it was a boy and a girl. So I don't know if they're going to be discovering these proton packs, if they're going to be related to the family. Right now, it's a bunch of hearsay. But what Boy was interesting. Girl? So they're from Bird Box. Uh, I've no idea. Oh, you haven't seen. No. Uh, haven't. Don't. It's not good. I've kind kind Go of, on. Yeah. <laughs> so what was interesting about this, though, is a tweet that came out from the movie. Because they said that it's going to be taking place and following up the storyline after the first two ghostbusters movies all right and i believe her name was leslie Tompkins or thompson she's the she was the uh black female ghostbuster and she's on snl i think leslie thompson is it yeah okay it might be Tom- done i think it's thompson though she sent out this tweet saying that saying that it's a follow-up from the first two ghostbusters is a move that trump would make <laughs> because it shows that the movie that they did the most recent Ghostbusters with all the female cast, yeah, doesn't isn't canon. Never happened. Never existed. Sure. And so, she got really upset about that. And I was thinking to myself, I have a question. Well, why is she so upset about this? Because there was no, there was nothing that related. The first, the the female Ghostbuster movie. I was going to say the second, the first two, except wasn't that the there were cameos. F- wasn't the first one or wasn't the female one a legit reboot? That's what they That's were saying. I, like, I didn't think heard. that it was a reboot. continuation of the story. Right, because it, it had to have been a reboot, but yet in the trailers, it referenced... Like, I didn't watch it because w- it didn't look good, but... Yeah, I, I, it was on a... Uh, when it came out on the HBO or one of those uh, premium movie channels, yeah. which, which I get, it's like, all right, it's on, I'm not paying for it. Oh, I just lost some time. Thank God I had whiskey. But <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking to myself, they never made any reference to the first two movies, except yeah. they had the, they had some of the go- the original actors who played Ghostbusters mm-hmm. in there as cameos, and okay. that was it. They didn't re- uh, they had absolutely they didn't get the proton packs from them. The story wasn't the same because how are people in New York going to forget the Statue of Liberty walking through and then busting down through an art museum? Wait, wait, no, I have an was answer. Number two, I have an
1: answer. This is in the same world as Men in Black and Neuralizers.
2: <laughs> canon world, the building. <laughs> so, my, my whole point Go was <laughs> how can you be upset if you, if they're saying that your movie exists in a different timeline or is just out there, but it's not canon? How can you be upset about that when the movie that you, the movies that you just got all of your information from? And by the way, butchered so badly in the trailers that you had to remake it because you got the original information wrong. You made no reference to it in your movie. Isn't that the exact same thing? Pot kettle. I mean,
1: uh, like it, I, mean, I, re- I that whole movie was so charged from the get go because uh, unfortunately there were a bunch of uh, adult virgins that you know claimed their childhoods were ruined because a bunch of women were Ghostbusters, and that's its own goddamn issue. And, like, she might have a point in some regard, but, like, not right now. Like, I I think there are situations that could have arisen that would have caused her to have a valid point. But the way that the movie played out, it sounds, because, again, I haven't watched it, it tells me that it just doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, unfortunately, the movie was so charged from the get-go that it's probably still a hot, because she got, like, Leslie specifically, got a ton of shit for that movie. Like, mm-hmm. she had to deactivate her Twitter because she was getting death threats for being a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Like, holy shit.
2: Which should have never have happened. No.
1: No, God, no. So, like, I imagine that at some level it's still a pretty hot button issue for her.
2: Yeah, and, and the thing is, is if you're going to reboot a beloved series, that's going to be really hard. And you're going to get that from anyone, especially who loved the original. Because true. It's just not, it's probably, in their minds, it's never going to be as good. And it could have been a better movie which personally i don't think it was but even if it was you still have those die hard people say nope the original is better well, and I, well mean, I mean in in all reality most
0: reboots are never as good as the original exactly you have a pretty high bar to set whenever you're uh,
1: rebooting a film because you're rebooting it for a reason the first film or the first series made enough bank for it to be a viable option for you to say hey let's redo it uh even sequels are usually bad, and that's still the same movie. Yep. Like, if you're relaunching it, and in, in the situation of Ghostbusters, it was four actors in the prime of their career that found an incredibly unique... Uh, Concept. Uh, not... Uh, what is it when they connect? Chemistry? Chemistry, yes. Like, they had a very unique and, like fundamentally strong chemistry between the like rick moranis and ackroyd and murray and mm-hmm. um you the fuck's the for- igor yeah i'm um, feel like an asshole for not knowing that one uh eh,
0: three to four ain't bad <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs>
1: i'll take it uh 75% so that's i passing, mean, right? to be fair i could name one of the female ones, and I should probably be able to name more of them because all four of them are actually just decently big actors
2: or mm-hmm. actresses. Like, and I just can't. Lisa. Then you had Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, Melissa. Then yep. you had the one, the other one. I think she's also on SNL. The, okay. the smaller blonde one. She was in Bridesmaids. Uh, Amy Poehler? No, no, no. Well, maybe she's not on SNL. I don't. I don't. Yeah, know. whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth and and then he was just a complete baffling idiot as the receptionist. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and, and even in the original Ghostbusters, the receptionist wasn't a bumbling idiot. She had a yeah. she was nerdy, but she had a crucial, crucial role to play in it. Yeah.
1: I mean, there were issues with the movie, but that's whatever. You know, like, unfortunately, in the case of Ghostbusters, these four actors were in the prime of their careers, and they were some of the funniest men in movies. Yes. And you put them all together in a single place and kind of let them do what they wanted because... It's them. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't yeah. put a lot of reins on them. You let them take control of their characters. Yeah. And it fucking worked. Well, Ghostbusters is great. Yeah. And not because it's a good movie. Because it's not a good movie. But they're fucking hilarious. Yes. And <laughs> and
2: I think the the reboot tried to be funny when the other mm-hmm. Ghostbusters didn't necessarily try to be funny. They just were funny. <laughs> there was a big difference when Bill Murray got slimed by Slimer when they were in the fancy hotel. Yeah. And then Melissa McCarthy got upset because a ghost slimed her. It was... It was the same concept, but it was done two completely different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Murray had a weird level of acceptance.
1: Yes. Like, ah, I guess slept. we're here now. <laughs> yep. Well, that happened. Uh, yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's probably still a sort topic for her. Like, I can totally understand that. It's – but I am excited to see if there's a third one. If that's yes. a real thing that actually comes out, like, I think, like, it's probably going to be bad. Probably, I mean, If I'm yeah. going to be real up front with all of you right now, like Rick Moranis ain't going to be in it. That man nope. don't act no more. Nope. Like his wife died and that was it. You know, mm-hmm. he bombed out because he had a family and that's a fantastic choice. You know, mad
2: respect for being like, ah, can't do the career thing. I got kids. Cool. But you don't necessarily need the original cast, but just have a tie back. Have it be related. <sighs> and I, I think that actually, would do a lot, for a lot for a lot of people.
1: I feel like Ghostbusters is one of those things that's only going to be good with those four guys. If we're being completely honest, because again, the movies are bad. They're not good movies. They're good because of the four guys in it, because they're fucking hilarious,
0: and, and, and their if there chemistry, was that chemistry. Trying to find someone to fill like, in that place to have that chemistry.
1: Their chemistry was great. You can see it on set. Like they were their characters, and they were at, at each other, and like they were good friends. While you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it. It worked. Yeah. It was a flash in the pan that was amazing. W- yeah, we'll see. You know, and that's just it, right? Uh, Did you guys hear about CES at all? Do you know about CES at all? Negative. Uh, So it is just called CES now. It used to be known as the Consumer Electronics Show. But they dropped that simply to be called CES. Okay. Cool. They got into some hot heat this year. So they do like innovation awards and things like that. Best in this, best in that. Right? Cool. Whatever. Because it's the biggest electronic show on earth, period. Mm -hmm. They have everybody from everywhere doing everything, Um, in fact, it's considered like a point of pride and a point of tenure to not have to go anymore in the tech circles because it's such a fucking tough slog to do because it is a week of literal hundreds of miles of booths. Yeah. Right. It is a big fucking event. So they had a vibrator that was given the award for innovation because it was developed in partnership with a university. Did you read this on Buzzfeed? Huh? No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I stay away from Buzzfeed basically at all costs. Uh, so they uh, they gave an, uh, the innovation award to this vibrator, and then immediately turned around and took it away
0: because it was offensive.
1: No, I thought because, that's what it was
2: because there isn't a category for vibrators. So my question is: What does this vibrator do that other vibrators don't? They that, that got this award. I don't fucking know okay like yeah, maybe it's it ai a drive. maybe it's ai powered i don't fucking i ain't i don't
1: give a shit right like right. the actual tech doesn't i don't they gave it an innovation award for whatever reason uh you know whether it's like super ergonomically designed so you could hold it for 12 hours without hurting your wrist or whatever the fuck i i don't care i don't give a damn what gets my goat is they gave it the Innovation Award and then said, oh, wait a minute, not a vibrator. Oh. Uh, but we have totally given awards to sex robots. Yes. Which yeah. are made for men. And I think there is a real valid point here. That, oh, yeah. Like, that's that's oh, this why
0: is, I read that article that said, you know.
1: Oh, women's sexual health. No awards, no, no, no. This is CES. We are about inclus- uh, inclusivity, but uh, inclusiveness, inclusiveness, inclusivity. What the fuck is that? Fucking we are about inclusiveness, but also booth babes because we do love women wearing nothing. Like I just it the two sidedness of that whole fucking like. Yeah. And I like I get it right because we have a long way to go in like tech circles like that because we do. End mm-hmm. of story. But holy shit, like. You you gave the
2: award. Just suck it up. Like, right. Don't uh, eat this PR disaster. Just suck it up. Well, and like, you would have thought that they would have thought this through anyways. Right. Multiple people had, had to agree with this. This, this, this was this a one-man one show saying, all right, you get this award. There's a, there has to be at least a committee. I at least. Say, yeah. yeah. Yep. Whether and, it be a small one or a large committee,
0: it doesn't matter. And there were enough
1: of you to say –
0: Innovation award because that's like one of the one of the
1: prized awards. Right. An innovation award like you created new shit and it is well executed. Cool, take the well done. Get it? Ugh, vibrators. I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, wear makes them sex robots. 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 Wear them robots. Mm. Uh, did you guys hear? And switching gears one more time, I'm bringing that news hot and heavy to you. <laughs>
0: That's not allowed.
1: Florida, man.
0: What do you do now?
1: Just yeeted an alligator into a Wendy's drive-thru. That's so fucking good. And personally, I like to believe it was because of National Roast Day. I believe that he tweeted at Wendy's asking for a roast and couldn't handle the heat. So we drove <laughs> to the nearest drive-through and just yeeted an alligator into the fucking place. Who does
2: that? Although I will say, so I mean, he roasted them. It's, <laughs> it's, it's be- I would say, it's actually better than throwing a hot beverage, you know, at those the poor people working at that window. Oh, holy fuck! Right? Because uh, I mean, th- so throwing an alligator, first of all, that's going to be kind of scary and it's going to take you off guard. But odds are you're not going to get physically hurt by it because the alligator's going to be too scared and it's going to be freaked out and when it lands, it's going to get stung. So it's, it's probably it's going to lay prone for a few seconds and you're going to freak out and you're probably going to do more damage to yourself freaking out than as opposed to getting, you know, having a sticky soda on you for the rest of the day. I
0: imagine it wasn't a large alligator. No, it, it had to have no, been it was a small a little,
2: one. It was a little guy, but still.
1: Mm-hmm. To get through somebody, the window. Ye- yeah. somebody yeeted an alligator. <laughs> you, know, you know, my biggest thing is like, this man got convicted I want to know what jury had the balls to convict a known alligator eater. Now this man throws alligators. He's free to go. Fuck it. I ain't interested. (laughs) Like I ain't No, no, this man throws alligators. That's no, that's fucked up.
0: I will say one thing though, of all the Florida man news that could have happened. That might actually be the tamest Florida man news I've heard in a long time. Uh, Shit. That's probably pretty fair.
1: Florida man. Fuck shit up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On the I I think I might've told like, there's a reason for that. Uh, it's Florida laws. It is – Florida mandates a certain level of access to all criminal convictions, which means it is very easy for news sources to just run like a trolling program to pull down the most recent crime reports and just say, oh, this is news. And that's why Florida is so prevalent with it. I yeah, think I you're just wrong. The, I think it's just because of all the, the assaults.
2: Uh, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, what I would be more interested in, in knowing is: was this guy sober when he was through the alley? He was Florida man. No, he wasn't no, sober. He was sober. Uh, he was on live, salts and well, cocaine. You
1: don't live in Florida sober. That's not why you go there. You, you can't. <laughs> that's why Spring Break is held there, because sobriety isn't a thing. Right. I would. I would argue sobriety is probably against the law, seeing the kind of shit that comes out of there. <laughs> 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 like holy shit. <laughs> Yep. Just, holy fuck, who does that? Yeah, I'd give it a shot.
0: (laughs) All right, man. Find me an alligator. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, there was that one swimming in Lake Michigan not too long ago. I'm sorry, what? Oh, you didn't hear about that? Fuck Did you hear about that? No. Go Uh, on. There was a video posted, and uh, one of the local news sources ran with it, and it was a video of an alligator swimming in Lake Michigan, and this was in, like, November, October, maybe? Jesus. That's recent. Yeah. yeah. Uh they cold. Fi- also cold, yeah. Uh I'm wondering how they, he su- how he survived. When or they she. finally they did it eventually find the alligator. The DNR did. And its mouth was actually taped shut. Oh, oh holy fuck. Yeah. It was kind of a shitty story. Uh but like the person, I didn't think uh, I was gonna
1: end this story feeling bad for a
0: fucking alligator, yeah, thanks, asshole. But uh It was just a bunch of people out there fishing, and all of a sudden they're just like, what the fuck is swimming over here? And they took video of it, and everybody's like, it looks like an alligator. No, it's the Loch Ness Monster. You know, everybody's coming up with their theories of what it was. And then, like I said, the DNR found it, and some asshole probably had a pet alligator and didn't want it anymore, and (laughs) how do you get rid of a pet alligator? Nobody wants to take it, so they just...
2: Leave it to Americans to think that the Loch Ness monster is going to be in America.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's these Trump people like they just they think they know everything
2: i'm telling you
1: man <laughs> listen it's trump's america all right we can do what the fuck we want here except to have a state of the union well that's because pelosi's playing that fucking 3d chess let's go <laughs> <laughs> what? well
2: tim all chess is 3d shit you're thinking multi-level chess no no, no. that doesn't no? make any sense that can't be true i don't all play
1: right. with time um that's quick chess i ain't interested <laughs> i'm too dumb um so you know taking a step back uh john how would you rate the whiskey that we had
2: today Ooh, um i would give it a solid seven hands down yeah yeah um that's pretty decent yeah uh it, again it was a, a great beginner whiskey little floral um there is no burn or bite to it so um, i'm one of those guys who likes a little burn little bite in the whiskey um but overall i thought i had a Really good flavor profile to it, yeah. um, and I, I would recommend it.
0: All right, all right. How about you, Tim?
1: Yeah, I think seven might be it. Um, it was smooth. The flavor was strong without being overpowering. Uh, it was simple. It was easy to pull apart. It was sweet, which is kind of a weird thing. Uh, that's probably because of the brandy. Honestly, the brandy barrels that Brand, they used. Yep. That's mm-hmm. that's going to cause that. Uh, yeah, I think seven is a is a is a real good place to put that. It was above average without being great. Like it, it, I was, I was happily surprised by the quality that it was for what I was expecting it to be. Cause I assumed coming into this, it was
0: going to be trash. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of did, yep. but it was one of those yeah, things. Yeah. You still brought it over, you piece of shit. I actually read reviews before I actually even bought it. All right. And I'd call him a friend and this is how we get treated. <laughs> uh huh. I bought you whiskey.
1: Shit. That is hard to argue with. Yeah, even if it's <laughs> shit whiskey, you could make an old fashioned with it. That's pretty fucking true. Yeah,
2: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Tim, what about the cigar? Oh, uh, you know, I, I think
1: that the cigar sits at probably a seven as well. Okay. Uh, it wasn't a, It wasn't incredibly complex either. It had about three primary flavors, maybe a fourth dancing in the, a little bit at the end with the woodiness. Mm-hmm. The. Ch- there wasn't really a journey. There wasn't much of a transition outside of that woody kind of flavor showing up towards the end. Yep. It was an easy smoke. It was well constructed. Uh, I did have some issues with the pack, but again, they're all hand rolled. That kind of thing will happen. And in trying to take care of that, I did bust the wrap itself a little bit, but that's not the cigar's fault. That was me maybe overhandling it, and that'll happen. So I think that a seven is pretty fair. And again, uh, above average without
2: being outstanding. Sure. How about yourself? Um, I would go with the uh, same rate, 7. Uh, solid cigar, solid construction. Uh, looked beautiful. Uh, easy to smoke, uh, easy to light. No, dr- I had no draw issues uh, with the cigar whatsoever. Um, and it was a nice, uh, simple flavor profile. Um, I would highly recommend this cigar for anyone who wants to just jump in cigars or have, their, have a first cigar. I would highly recommend this cigar. Um, it's got a little bit more um flavor profiles and some of the other um lighter cigars are more of the milder medium cigars that we've had. Yep. Um so I would, you know, if this is someone's first or second or even third cigar and they're kind of on the fence of whether or not they want to smoke it, I would highly recommend this to anyone. So I agree. How about you, Scott?
0: I'd probably have to give it about a six and a half to a seven somewhere in there. Uh it was a very smooth smoke. Uh very simple flavors. Wasn't a huge journey. Again, we didn't really have... I mean, my issues were self-inflicted. I The cut was a little bad, and then it started to flake off a little bit. But
2: Yeah, I made you cut your own cigar this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was very
0: mild, even compared to some of the other mild mm-hmm. cigars that I've smoked. I thought it was, it was very mild. So, yes, as far as anybody trying to get into cigars, I feel like this would be a very solid option uh it did have green pepper flavor which to me was a a little different i've never mm-hmm. experienced that one before i don't know if i was a huge fan of it it wasn't bad but i wouldn't say it was my favorite i did enjoy that the nuttiness was in the background okay so i guess i'd probably lean more towards a 7 it was above average it held its construction Fairly well even though mm. i fucked it up at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> before i even lit it i fucked it up <laughs> You'll have but it. even doing so i was still able to get a solid draw for yeah. the entire cigar mm-hmm. so for that reason the construction i thought was fantastic because even fucking it up it still did its job yep. uh so yeah i think i'd go with a seven all right
2: so sevens across the board i think so yeah that right.
0: sounds
1: about right how about your beer. Mmm, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because I know it doesn't sit quite as high as most of your sours, but at least not not in the flavor,
0: but I guess... I should really keep a running list of how I rate my beers. Nah, fucking wing it, we do. (laughs) Uh, I think I would probably have to go probably, again, around that, like, seven. It was better than just... Higher than I thought it would be. Kind of, yeah. Yeah.
1: I kind of figured you'd come in at a five or a six, honestly, but... I can see that. Like, was, I mean, you went through two of them, so you well, couldn't have hated it.
0: He's an alcoholic. I bought through four of them, actually. Two to, in the shower. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Two in the shower. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's that bodes well. Uh, and the reason like I gave it kind of a bad review is because I came in expecting one thing, and it was just totally different than what I expected.
1: That it, can really color your perception of yeah, it. Yes. And,
0: and, and it, was, it was good. It was a very good beer. I liked it. It just wasn't what I was expecting out of it. So, okay. I can and that understand that's that. why my review might have not come off as good, but I'm rating it higher.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So, taking one step back here, how'd you feel about the
2: combination between the cigar and the whiskey, John? Hmm. Well, you know, like we said before, it didn't the whiskey and the cigar didn't really detract from anything. Maybe maybe some of the green pepper. Um, I think I would have to do this combination again and drink more of the whiskey. On the first third of the cigar because i really started doing the cigar and whiskey on probably the second half of the cigar where the green most of the green pepper was already gone um but they played it it, they played really nicely with each other so if if you had you know two people you know they're and they're rated 10 out of 10 in in order to get stuff done um if you put two of them together you would expect that they would get you know 20 percent or 20 times the amount of work done because they're working together to solve a problem that's what this whiskey and cigar did um they didn't you know manage to exceed either one of their expectations but they played and worked really well and really nicely with each other but it didn't add anything new but it also didn't take anything away from it it was a it was a nice pairing um so because of that i would probably give it a six
0: i was gonna say we kind of went on the scale before that you know a a five is kind of they didn't take away they didn't add yeah so anything below a five, you know, is is a negative, of course. But mm-hmm. anything above a five is they worked well together.
1: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. We give give our give our uh, five is an average score. Period.
0: So, so what do you think, Tim, about the combination?
1: I one hundred percent have to agree. Six is the number. Uh, it was neither of them took away from one another, so it can't go below a five already, right? Uh, they both independently worked well. And they didn't add anything to each other, but they worked well together. Right? Neither of them pulled extra things out of one another, but the things that they brought to the table well complemented one another. Mm-hmm. So I think a six is a is a great thing. Is is a is a perfect number there. Yeah, it, it's
2: a, it, it's definitely a pairing I would do again. I yeah. have
1: no qualms about it. Yep, absolutely. All right, I would even recommend it. Yes, like honestly, yeah. It's not it's not amazing, but they. It's like it, it, they're a workhorse, you mm-hmm. know. They they do the job really well together. So
0: that's good to know. Yep. I'm, I'm glad that it, it worked well together. Yeah, thanks I was, for I was nervous it in. about the whiskey. So well, was I, I. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out,
1: and I'm I'm glad we did it. Honestly, yes, because and, and this is you know this is kind of the point here. Like we've done this for a while. We've had a few whiskeys and a few cigars in our life, and even today we found something new. You know, we went outside of what we would consider our comfort zone in picking a whiskey like blackened, even with the expectation that we thought it was going to be bad. And it turned out to surprise us. And and please, if there's anything that I can recommend to any fellow drinkers or smokers is that they go out of their wheelhouse, try something new because you might surprise yourself. Absolutely.
0: Uh, i think that's just about rounding it up then yeah i think so uh tim so who is our music by
1: i would like to give a quick shout out to our man arn hughesby for the warm duck shuffle our intro and outro music go check that man out wherever you can find him he earns your money i promise uh if you want to get a hold of us anywhere yeah uh you can get us on twitter at leaf barrel pod uh you can get us on patreon on facebook on uh uh, through email at Podcast at facebook or uh, instagram or wherever you want to get a hold of us it is Leaf and, Barrel Podcast and it is Podcast at gmail.com i can't promise that we will reply to everything i can promise that we will read everything we are looking for questions comments concerns thank yous whatever you want to do send us money that's cool too I think that about wraps up for where, uh, if you want to get a hold of us.
0: Um, uh, John, you have anything else? No. Tim? Not a here. All right. Well, then this has been Leaf and Barrel Podcast. My name is Scott.
2: My name is Tim. My name is John. Have
0: a great night.